Well, hello there. Welcome to Cavalcade. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Cavalcade is brought to you by Harbor Repertory Theater. My name is Keith Bridges. I'm the Artistic Director of Harbor Rep, and I want to thank you for listening. I'm Billy Dunsman. Well, the voters have spoken, and Dean Peterson has been re-elected mayor. And apparently they don't do recounts when the margin of victory is over 20%. However, 100% of Dean Peterson's ex-wives currently live on my houseboat. Dean Peterson is a terrible mayor. Between the stray dog problem, the sinkholes opening up near the grade school, and the laws against selling hard liquor before noon on Sundays, our town is on its way to becoming like one of the Koreas, the bad one. Just because the election is over, doesn't mean I have to stop pointing out that Dean Peterson was off key in the stage company player's production of Bye Bye Birdie, or that my sources tell me he cried at the end of the movie Cars 2. Yes, I'm Billy Dunsworth, and I'm going to keep approving these messages. Dean Peterson, I will never stop. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from my books surcease of sorrow, Sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore. Nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door." some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is, and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, I said, or madam, truly, your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that scarce was sure I heard you. Here I open wide the door. Darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the darkness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. 
This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what thereat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mien of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird, beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven. Ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. For we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door. Bird or beast above the sculptured bust above his chamber door with such name as nevermore. But the raven sitting lonely on the placid bus spoke only that one word as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing further than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before, on the morrow he will lead me as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, Doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock in store. Caught from some unhappy master whose unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore. Till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, never more. But the raven still beguiling all my sad soul into smiling. Straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er. But whose velvet violet lining, with the lamplight gloating o'er, she shall press. Oh, nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, 
thy God hath lent thee. By these angels he has sent thee. Respite, respite, and nepenthe thee from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh, quaff this kind nepenthe and forget this lost Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore, tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden, it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore? Quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul has spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy break from out my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted, nevermore. Peterson here, and I can't believe I'm still doing these ads even after an election I already won. The voters have spoken, and now it's time for Billy to stop speaking. Seems like Billy doesn't know what to do with himself when he's not tearing this town down. He's as lost as a lost dog, of which there are a lot fewer now in town since my Beagles for Eagle Scouts program is up and running. The time for arguing is over. Now is the time for action. And I can assure you that as your newly elected mayor, I will be a man of action. Just as I can assure you, after being married to my ex for 30 years, that Billy won't be getting any action for some time. I'm Dean Peterson, and I hope I can be done doing these things. Oh, come on. Aren't you excited? You're interviewing for your very first job after school today. 
mom, I like just woke up. Can you please not? Okay, okay. I just, you know, want to make sure you're prepared is all. It's a hardware store, mom. It's not like I'm interviewing at NASA. It's still a job, Elizabeth. And eventually you're going to need one of those. You can't spend your whole life in the basement canceling people on the internet and eating Tide Pods. God, Mom, it was one time, and that guy who pumped my stomach said there probably wasn't even any permanent damage. You mean the ER doctor? Yes, well, he doesn't live with you. (sighs) Okay, whatever, Boomer. Not a Boomer, honey. Now get your bag and go catch that bus. I mean it this time. And remember to go straight to the hardware store after school. Hi, so glad you can make it. Uh, why don't you come on in, grab a seat uh, at my desk here. Can I just, uh, I'll just, uh, me oh, pardon me. Uh, sorry. sorry. <sighs> oh, um, okay. Uh, I don't usually sit on this side of the desk. Yeah, I just like to sit facing the door. Plus, this chair is better. No, no, it's okay. That was my father's chair. Oh. Yeah, you know what? That's okay. Let's, let's just get started. So, uh, Elizabeth, is it? Actually, I go by L. Ah, okay. Is that uh, E-L-L-E? No, just the letter. L. Uh, doesn't Elizabeth start with an E? Yeah. Okay, well, got it. So, uh, L, why do you want to work at Allen Hardware? Well, I always thought when I got a job, it would be something really cool because I've always been super good at solving puzzles. Like I beat 2000 levels of Candy Crush in a week. So I thought I'd be like a detective or a profiler for the FBI or something. But then I was like, oh, wait, they're basically cops. Plus, they're not hiring. So uh, and so you you looked for hardware stores. No, I, I just Googled jobs near me and this one came up. Okay, well, you know, it's it's not the FBI, but I think we could find a place for you here. Uh, have you ever worked in customer service before? No, but I've been a customer before, so I feel like I really know how to talk to people. And that is what is important. Uh, what would you... Uh, yeah, it's like super important to me that every customer feels like they're really being seen and heard. Yes, yes. Here at Allen Hardware, we want to make sure that everyone gets the products and the services that they came in for. And that they feel seen and heard as like an individual, you know, not just some binary robot of the patriarchy establishment. Oh, um, yeah, I I, I don't I, I don't disagree with that. Good. And I'm not saying that I think you do disagree with that. It's just that sometimes boomers think they get no, not it, a boomer, but like they don't. They don't get it. Yeah, not 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 a, a boomer. I'm what we call a Gen X. So if I'm going to have a job, I want it to be someplace that like respects people's bodies and minds and lifestyles and identities and choices. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's actually some laws that protect those things. Uh, in fact, people my age uh, kind of help get the ball rolling on some of that legislation. And their partners and their genders and like their personal space. Yeah, uh, got it. Got it. So so uh, what would you say some of your strengths are? Huh? Uh, what other skills would you bring to the job? Oh, I'm super good at getting people canceled. What? Um... I can cancel people. Ah, that's that's not why is it why why would I need someone with that skill in a hardware store? Like, I could cancel you. What? 
I could get you canceled. No, I, I, I get it, but why? why? Well, like, if you misgendered me or called me L or, like, stopped letting black people into the store or... Oh, hey, I, I, I've, never, I've never done any of those things, and I thought you wanted to be called L. No, I mean, like, L. But I didn't! Yeah, but, like, if you did, then I would just, like tweet it and put it on TikTok and Insta, basically I'd put you on blast. What is blast? I don't, I don't want a blast account. Is, is my daughter on blast? It's not an app, Mr. Allen. It just means like, you know, you call them out on whatever they did and then tell everyone to avoid them and not shop with their business and stuff. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I don't foresee a need to cancel my competitors or, or put them on, on blast or whatever. Uh, and I, I, I certainly don't want to be canceled. So uh, I, I, I don't really know where to go from here. What's it called when you pay someone to like tell you how to run your business so that it doesn't go under? Extortion? No, no, no. Um, a, a consultant that I could like make sure the hardware store doesn't do anything that would like get you canceled. Okay. <sighs> I'm just getting dinner started, but it won't be ready for a bit. Do you want some chips or something? No, thanks. I'm not super hungry. So, how did the interview go? Good. Did you get the job? I don't know. What? What do you mean you don't know? Did he say he'd call you? No. But he didn't say you weren't hired. No, he hired me. Just not for the cashier job. Oh. So, when do you start? Um, I don't really. So, he hired you not to work there? Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Look, he just said he'd pay me like a hundred bucks a month. For what? He said a hundred bucks a month as long as I don't come back or put him on blast. So, I guess I'm basically like a consultant. Oh, my God. I know, right? Now all I have to do is find, like, three more jobs that I don't have to show up for, and I could, like, put myself through college. Gen Z Gets a Job by Elise Cole. With Rachel Bridges, Elise Cole, and Brian Miller. This place is a little more crowded than I thought it would be. I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> What's the matter? I think I have to cough. What? We're in a restaurant. You can't do that. Well, I don't want to, but I think I'm going to. You know when you get that tickle in the back of your throat? If you cough in here, people aren't going to think, oh, he must need to clear his throat, or... Oh, he must have allergies, or, oh, his silverware must be dusty. They're going to think, oh my God, he has the coronavirus. But I don't have the coronavirus, I just have to cough. They don't know that. Uh, oh, pretend like you're choking or something, and I'll come to the Heimlich maneuver. We just sat down, we don't have food. Oh, I can feel it coming. It's coming. I'm gonna cough into my napkin. 
Say something. Everyone's looking at me. Oh my god, he has the coronavirus! <gasps> Now we have the place to ourselves. Cavalcade is created by artists all over the U.S. and produced in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul by Harbor Repertory Theater. Harbor Rep is Mario Baldessari, Robert Burrell, Rachel Bridges, Elise Cole, Tiffa Foster, Raina Kay, Brian Miller, Zachary Olson, Neil Patrick Peterson, and me, Keith Bridges. Check out our website at cavalcadepodcast.net. You can find out more about us, share us on social media, donate to support the show, sign up for our email list, subscribe, or I don't know, whatever you do with a website. Or hey, maybe just leave us a note. We'd love to hear from you. Once again, thanks for listening. Thank you.